This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. Keep listening for actionable tips and tricks to incorporate eco-friendly practices into your daily life. We've been featured by Apple as the number one podcast for conscious consumers, and we can't wait to welcome you into our community of changemakers. I'm Lisa. And I'm Laura. We're the founders of Brightly.eco, the new platform for conscious consumers. We believe in supporting all creatures, great and small. And our team of experts show you how to live and shop responsibly by sharing world-changing lifestyle ideas, products, and more. To read show notes from Good Together and to browse all of the planet-friendly goodness that we feature, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. And to help spread the word about the podcast, tap on this episode and share Good Together with your friends and family. A simple text message helps us grow and create change around the world. Time and time again, you texted, emailed, and DM'd us for our take on a planet-friendly way to purchase our tried and tested Brightly favorites. Because while the world of conscious consumerism is exploding, making mindful, planet-friendly purchases can still be a challenge. That's where the Brightly shop comes in. To reduce some of the eco-overwhelm, every product we sell has been hand-picked and vetted by the Brightly team. You won't find anything in the shop that has less than five stars. We've gone through hundreds of eco-products to discover new and emerging brands that solve sustainability problems for you every day. We even designed our own products like beeswax wraps to keep things fun and to help you live brightly. So how do we help you shop sustainably? The shop launches on the first Monday of each month and is open for five days. So the shorter, planet-friendly shopping window allows us to only order what we need. After the shop closes, we pack and ship out products in bulk. This low-impact supply chain reduces waste and keeps the planet happy. Brightly is also climate neutral certified. Because we are committed to climate action, we have set our entire carbon footprint from operations to shipping. We believe in the power of collective change, and we are so glad you're joining us on this journey. Go to shop.brightly.eco to see what's in store. Use code GOODTOGETHER at checkout to receive two free hand-blown, ethically made wine glasses with any purchase. Simply add the wine glasses to your cart and apply the code at checkout. Finding a trusted ethical beauty brand that actually works can be difficult. Absolutely, which is why Laura and I were so excited when we discovered 100% Pure. 100% Pure is a beauty and skincare brand that is, well, as the name suggests, 100% Pure. All of their products, from lipsticks to face masks to eye cream, adhere to strict purity standards and will never contain harsh or toxic ingredients. What I thought was really cool, Lisa, was how they create the pigment for their makeup using natural ingredients. They use fruit, vegetables, and even tea and cocoa. I've never seen a product that does that. Yeah, I haven't either, and I've looked at a lot of clean beauty brands recently. 
Also, when you shop with 100% Pure, you're able to choose one of the two options for where you can make a difference. One option is choosing to donate one bowl of vegan dog food to a shelter dog for every purchase. Since 100% Pure is certified cruelty-free, I love how committed they are to animal welfare by giving you this option. The other option you can choose is to have 100% Pure donate one tree for every order. If you'd like to try out 100% Pure's products, head to 100percentpure.com and use code BRIGHTLY20 for 20% off any full-price item until December 31st. That's 100percentpure.com and code BRIGHTLY20 for 20% off. So many of us are on our own sustainability journeys. When we think about how we want to contribute or where to start making a difference in the world, it can be challenging and overwhelming. But once you get started, it can also be extremely rewarding. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of talking to Rob Greenfield, an activist and humanitarian dedicated to creating a more sustainable world. You may know him as the guy who wore all the trash he generated for an entire month or someone who forged his own food for an entire year. But his work spans much more than that. All of Rob's extreme adventures and activism campaigns are meant to bring attention to important environmental and social issues and to inspire positive change. Rob is also the creator of the Food Waste Fiasco, a campaign that strives to end food waste and hunger in the U.S. He has dove into more than uh, 2,000 dumpsters across the United States to demonstrate how nearly half of all food in the U.S. is wasted, while 50 million, which is one in seven Americans, are food insecure. Uh, so, Rob, again, I'm so excited to have you in our episode, and I would love to um, for us to have a chance to dive into all of these different things that you've done and accomplished throughout your life. But why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. Well, it's wonderful to be on with you. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for taking the time. And yeah, so I am a, a human being that is very passionate about trying to leave the world not in a worse place than when I entered it, but ideally a slightly better place. And, you know, a lot of, I guess what happened for me is that I was actually living a pretty typical American lifestyle until my mid-20s. And I was focused on material possessions and financial wealth and all of that. And what happened is I started to watch a lot of documentaries and read a lot of books and just realized that most of the things that I was doing were causing destruction to the world. And I decided I didn't want to live that way. I wanted to live in a way where I could actually feel good about the ways that I interact with people, with other species, with, the, with this earth as a whole. And so I kind of started off on a journey to really radically transforming my life. And that's where I've been for the last decade. And then at the same time, my job, my mission is to take others along on this journey with me and help them to self-reflect and, and, and really, you know, deeply look at this, these lives that we live and, and then inspire and educate them to become the change they wish to see in the world. That's great. Um, I love that you were kind of already starting to dig uh, into the reasons why, into the, your, the beginning of your journey, right? Um, why did you start all of these products and different campaigns? So um, let's 
kind of dive into more extreme projects you've conducted, right, that I've mentioned before, uh, foraging your own food for a year, wearing your trash for a month. What inspired, what exactly inspired those projects? How did you get started on them? What inspired it? I mean, I guess at, at the beginning, I, I myself, am, honestly, I, I've actually always been an entertainer. I grew up, uh, you know, it was about fifth grade. So when I was about 12 years old, I started to kind of sort of become the class clown. Um, and it kind of it is who I inherently am to, you know, catch people's attention and to get reactions out of people. And so when I first started, I it was really partly just me being who I am. And I was becoming very passionate about sustainability and about just simply not destroying this earth and about living a, an examined lifestyle, a, a, life, a life of truth. Um, and so I, it really started with me wanting to take people along on this journey and then entertain people um, at the same time, like I had been for, you know, a long, since I was 12 years old. And, but the longer that I did it, the more it became about, you know, something much bigger than myself and, and my own little desires. And it became much more about the state of the world that we're in today. I mean, uh, you know, if you look at the reality of, of life in the 21st century, it's a pretty daunting time. And so my, you know, my mission is to, to help people to, to see that, but then to not be, you know, to not be, feel overwhelmed to the point where they can't do anything, but instead to feel empowered, knowing that there's big problems in the world, but knowing that they can do something to be a part of the solution. Got it. And so tell me a bit more about living off the grid. Um, I'm curious. So uh, are you still living in your 50 square foot tiny home in San Diego area, or you kind of move, moved on from there? Nope. That was a tiny house that I lived in in 2000 uh 15 to 2016 um since then i traveled for two years um with everything i owned fitting in my backpack i had 111 possessions then i lived in orlando florida and built a 100 square foot tiny house um and did a year of growing and foraging all my food and i was there for two years and then since then i've been it's been another two years or so since leaving then and and have been doing traveling. So since that San Diego tiny house, um, a lot of time has passed and many things has happened. Yes, tell me a bit more about the year when you were foraging your own food. Um, like where the again, where the idea came, um, and kind of how did you think about this? How do you even do something like that? Well, um, the idea is you know pretty simple. Um, we, you know, we live in a time where most of us are highly disconnected from our food. We don't know where it comes from, how it get to, gets to us, or what the impact it has on the earth. You know, we look at the ingredients and we don't even really know what they mean a lot of the times. And a lot of times we don't even look into the ingredients at all. Um, and so, so, you know, so many of us have become so disconnected from our food to the point where we're eating a lot of stuff that's not even really food just these these things that have been sold to us by corporations that don't nourish us and don't don't give us these fulfilling lives and so 
what I wanted to do is come up with a way to really get people to think about their food, what they're putting in their body, the impact that it has on the earth. And so I decided that I was going to do one year with no grocery stores or restaurants, nothing processed or packaged, just what I could either grow in my gardens or forage from nature. And it was, uh, it was an, you know, it was an incredible year. Besides the fact that I wanted to, you know, wake other people up. I also just wanted to see if it was possible. I hadn't met anyone at the time that had done it. I know that it's what humanity did for the vast majority of humanity, but we're in wildly different times. Even in, you know, all the nations around the world, they've all become part of the globalized, industrialized food system. And so even, you know, a lot of people assume, well, oh, that's what everybody's doing. Um, but it's not. I mean, the, the, the global industrial food system has wrapped its tentacles around almost every corner of the world. Um, and so I wanted to see if it was possible. And, and it was, it, you know, I did it. It was one of the most beautiful years of my life. And, and uh, it, was, it was a success. I mean, it was challenging, but it was definitely a success. So what were you growing? And remind me, where were you growing that? Because I would love to hear, you know, what type of plants? Is it potatoes only diet? Uh, you know, I'm sure our listeners will be very curious. Well, I grew over 100 different foods in my garden. Um, and I foraged over 200 different foods from nature. So, you know, that's 300 different foods over a year. So that's, you know, almost learning a different food for almost every day of the entire year. So very widely diverse diet of, you know, from every, every food group. Um, and, you know, I did everything from getting my own salt from the ocean to making my own coconut oil to, you know, fishing to eating many different wild greens to mushrooms to, you know, my calorie crops in the garden to calories that I forage to fruits to, you know, many vegetables. It's, everything you know like imagine someone trying to explain to you everything that they eat well it's just as challenging for me because it was everything yeah that's amazing i didn't realize like you even harvested your own salt that that's uh it's pretty cool uh well let's talk a bit more about um your the food waste fiasco campaign um uh, me and laura my co-founder we've talked about um you know the food waste waste crisis uh, a few times here on the podcast it's an issue that's very near and dear to my heart uh and our community too kind of we oh, brightly we always share as many food hacks food preservation food saving and anti-food waste hacks as we possibly can um but your campaign was very interesting right so you literally uh you know went dumpster diving uh, diving and um on your first uh, dumpster diving ride right about you say that about 70 percent of your diet came from dumpsters uh which is crazy can you tell me more about this campaign sure um well, you know, I've, I've already mentioned the global industrial food system, and, and my belief is that the global industrial food system is, is largely broken. Worldwide, we waste about a third of all the food we produce. And while about a billion people are food insecure, and many thousands of people actually starve each year, 
And so we have this food system that is, you know, hailed as this, you know, wonderful boon to humanity. But the truth is, is that um, it doesn't serve humanity. Uh, a lot of people are left out of it. And at the same time, this food system pillages our earth and pillages our humanity and pillages the, the species that we share it with. And um, what's crazy about this is that we produce enough food to feed an extra couple billion human beings while one billion humans are food insecure. So it's really important for us to, to think about this. There's no such thing as a you know a food shortage on this earth. We have more than we need to feed all of humanity and and then so much more. And so with the food waste fiasco, my uh, you know strategy was to try to help people visualize this and to understand this bigger picture issue. And so what I did is I would go into grocery store dumpsters and I would pull out the perfectly good food that I find, which you would just be blown away at how much perfectly good food is wasted. Everything, packaged goods, produce, milk, meats, everything. And I would put that out in a public place, um, like a public park, and invite people and invite the media to come out and see. And this visual would really kind of, it would show people just the absolute tip of the food waste iceberg, but it would help people to see, wow, this is happening. And it helps people to, to clue into this, um, this issue. And then at the same time on that trip, uh, the first time I, I started to do this. Also, most of my food came from dumpster diving as well. And um, the idea of that, again, was to show people, look, I can actually bike across the United States living on just food that's thrown away and not just surviving, but actually thriving. And um, I think, you know, bringing people to the dumpster through videos and photos is an amazing way to wake people up to to our food system and and then again talk about solutions talk about alternative ways to to step outside of these systems and and do things in a way that are in harmony with this earth this episode is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles, a company with a punny name but a seriously sustainable mission to make better bedding for everyone. We started partnering with Sheets and Giggles earlier this year, and the positive reviews from our community keep coming in. I've been on a hunt for sustainable bedding for a long time now until Brightly actually recommended Sheets and Giggles. I would highly recommend. The material is great. Uh, I personally tend to get hot at night and my boyfriend tends to get cold. So it definitely serves as a happy medium. Highly recommend. I also get hot at night and I found that after sleeping with Sheets and Giggles moisture wicking sheets over the past few months, I can't remember the last time I woke up overheated. I love my Sheets and Giggles sheets. They're my absolute favorite. Not only because they're super duper soft, but they are sustainably and ethically made out of eucalyptus. Yep, I love that our scout Ashley called out how soft the sheets and giggle sheets are. Plus, the eucalyptus that is in their 400 thread count sheets is grown without insecticides or pesticides. They also just launched a bunch of new colors, and I can't choose between navy blue and red. Help me! Sheets and Giggles bedding is super lightweight and soft, and they really nail it on zero-waste packaging. Good Together listeners can get 15% off at SheetsGiggles.com 
using the code BRIGHTLYSO. That's B-R-I-G-H-T-L-Y-S-O. When you think about reducing your carbon footprint, your mind probably goes to reducing the amount of meat you eat or conserving energy in your home. While both of those can make an impact, another method that doesn't get nearly enough attention is greening your finances. A 2020 report found that 35 of the world's biggest banks have given $3.8 trillion to fossil fuel companies since 2016. If your bank doesn't have the same values as you do, there is no better time than now to make the switch to Aspiration. Aspiration is an online banking alternative that offers socially conscious and sustainable ways to spend and save so you can make money while making the world a better place. And unlike the big banks, Aspiration doesn't use your deposits to fund oil pipelines or exploration. We love that Aspiration is a B Corp and 1% for the Planet member. They also give you the option to plant a tree with every single purchase. With Aspiration Plus, you can earn $200 when you spend $1,000 in the first 60 days of the account opening. You also get 10% cashback when shopping with Aspiration's conscious coalition partners, such as Brightly. Ready to make the switch to Aspiration? Head to aspiration.com forward slash brightly. That's A S P I R A T I O N dot com forward slash brightly to learn more about socially conscious finance and sign up for a new cash management account. Aspiration Financial LLC member SIPC. Aspiration is not a bank and is not affiliated with Brightly. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that is a powerful way to, you know, help people visualize because, uh, again, uh, you share a lot of great facts in terms of how much trash is generated. And as you said, you know, if we actually prevent all of the food waste that's happening in the U.S. and in the world, we can actually feed additional billion people and we have actually billion people starving, uh, which is heartbreaking. But, yeah, when you actually see this perfectly good perfectly packaged products that are being wasted. It's unspeakable. Um, but let's talk about stuff, uh, right? Um, stuff is another thing that you really uh, don't necessarily like, right? So when we uh, usually think about abundance, we think about stuff, about buying new things, owning things. But for you, that's completely the opposite. So what does living in a band, an abundance look like to you, but without the stuff? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I actually grew up um, very low income, um, very much with the idea that more stuff would make me happier. Um, it would, you know, make me belong. People would like me. I was kind of really sold on this idea of being able to prove myself through my material possessions. And it gave me this idea that when I was older, I wanted a big, nice house and a really nice car. and and all of these things in order to prove that I was worthy to this society and that I was successful and that I was really meaningful. And of course, a lot of stuff is very useful. There's many items that we have that are very useful. And there's a lot of things that the way we live today, we, we absolutely need for our survival and for our you know, quality existence. But the reality is, is that we as a society have gotten totally just out of hand to the point of just complete absurdity. Now people have tens of thousands of possessions. Now people have so much stuff 
that a lot of the stuff they have, they never even see or get to use. And it becomes a problem to the point where they can't even find their stuff amongst all of their stuff to be able to use their stuff when they want to actually use it. And of course, all of this stuff is extracted from somewhere and all of it has a footprint on this earth and on humanity and on other species. And so when I woke up about 10 years ago, I realized, yeah, most of the stuff I have, I have because corporations have sold me on this idea that I need it. But I don't need this stuff. I really don't need this stuff. And I don't need it to be happy. I don't need it to be healthy. I don't need it to be considered a quality member of society. And so I set out on a journey to simplify, to downsize. And I started getting rid of more and more and more stuff. And ultimately, what I learned over time is that by simplifying and by downsizing, I wasn't creating an empty space that like, I wasn't creating a void in my life. No, I was creating space that I could fill up with things that were more important to me, more meaningful to me. And my sense of purpose grew, not shrank. And my sense of, um, you know, my passion grew, it didn't shrink. And I had more time to do the things that I wanted to do. And I had more time to use the items that I actually, that actually brought value to my life. And so, you know, I see some people now using the term maximalism instead of minimalism. Minimalism is, 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 minimalism is the idea of, you know, having minimal stuff. But what a lot of people are coining now is the term maximalism because it's really by having less, less stuff, you're maximalizing, that's a hard word to say, maximalizing your ability to do the things that you really want to do and, and live this, this big, fulfilling life. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can maximize your time uh, spending doing something worthwhile when you have less stuff, for sure. We actually um, have uh, heard pretty amazing fact recently. Um, I have a quote from a Medium article. Uh, we have so much stuff, in fact, that some of us need to buy storage units to hold the stuff that we can't fit into our homes. Uh, fun or not so fun fact: There are some, there are more storage facilities in the U.S. than McDonald's or Starbucks locations combined. So that's that's very unsurprising, as you were saying, right? Like people can't even find their stuff because the stuff is not at home; it's in the, in the storage units. Um, so yeah, that is staggering. So um, let's kind of change things up a little bit and uh, talk about more positive things. Um, our community is always looking for simple, actionable steps that they can do uh, in their daily lives, uh, something they can start today. What, what, can they, what is your first advice for, you know, somebody who is just starting the, on their sustainability journey? A lot of our community members are young folks. They are high school students. They're college students. Um, so what can they do to change the world in a positive way? Well, one thing I would say is you got to start where you are and remember that you can only be you. So I know that a lot of people, they look at, they look at others and, you know, maybe it's the, the zero waste people who are all their trash fits in their jar or, you know, someone living this simple life in a tiny house or someone who's got this beautiful garden and they want it, you know, and that's great. But what a lot of people don't, think about is the backstory of what it took for that person to be there and what it generally takes is a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication to get to that point and it's 
And it starts by starting somewhere. So many people are overwhelmed um, with where they want to get to, to the point where they don't even take the necessary steps to get there eventually. And so my recommendation is to start to, you know, embrace that you are who you are, that you live, you know, where you live and that you're in the time that you're in. You can't change certain things in that moment. But there's a lot of things that you can do immediately, one thing at a time to start changing your circumstances to get to that dream goal. And so, you know, sure, not using plastic straws anymore is not going to change the world. But if you make a change like that and you set goals of making positive changes one by one, maybe one a week, if you do that for a couple of years, you know, by making one positive change a week, you'll have made over 100 positive change just in a matter of two years. And as you do that, it becomes easier and easier to make more changes because you become empowered. You, you start to feel the strength of becoming who you really want to be and it motivates you. And so that would really be my biggest thing is you've got to start somewhere. And where that somewhere is, is I would say start with what you're excited about. If there's things that, you know, seem draining to you or that you can't do, don't start there. Start with things that you feel like you can do, that you can be excited about, and then use those changes as the building blocks, the foundation towards living that more sustainable and ethical lifestyle. And um, another part about that is you got to set short-term goals and long-term goals. You can't just set one big goal and not have anything that helps you get there. So that's where, to me, it's about starting with you have your short-term goals and your long-term goals and using those short-term goals to get you to that point of, you know, the destination that you're trying to arrive at. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, very much in line with what we said brightly again, starting with small steps towards sustainability, right? But also focusing on what you, you're really passionate about and what you can do, what excites you. Um, so for those uh, of our community ma members and listeners uh, seeking additional resources, maybe ways to contribute or join your campaigns, um, where can they go? Well, my website's just robgreenfield.org, and then I use um, primarily Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. So you can join me there just by typing my name into those uh, websites. And I, my website is an absolute plethora of, of resources. If you go to the resource section, I have resources um, you know, for so many areas of our life in your life, whether it is, um, you know, how to live zero waste, how to simplify and downsize your life, you know, how to get involved as an activist, you know, food and diet, um, finances, you know, social life. Um, you know, if you're excited about the idea of dumpster diving, guides to dumpster diving, I have, I have so much information there that is really designed to help people down that, that path um, of living a more regenerative equitable and just life love it that's great and so last question we always uh, love to ask um, our guests this to kind of again um, end our conversation on a positive uplifting hopeful note what excites you the most about the ethical sustainable um, movement right now it can be anything that has to do with your campaigns or just generally 
Hmm, well, I think the thing that's um, exciting is that it's a good time to be alive, focusing on trying to make the world a better place. I mean, there's no question that we live in daunting times, but if your mission is to be a part of something bigger than yourself and to be a part of something that uplifts humanity and other species and this earth as a whole, then now's the time to be alive to do that. And also, as far as like, trying to live a healthier, happier, and more sustainable life. Myself and probably just about everybody listening to this podcast, we are amongst the privileged people of the world that have the ability to do something, to change our lives, and to make sure that we're living in a way that's more in alignment. So we, we're fortunate. You know, We're fortunate to be able to, to really live these lives that are relatively free in order to be able to pursue passions. And the fact that we can choose to pursue a passion that actually uplifts humanity rather than causes so much destruction, that's, that's a beautiful thing. So there's so much to wake up for every day, and there's so many reasons to go to bed feeling good. Um, and what's really important about that, I just want to say, is to make sure that we are doing the research and we are looking deeper and asking those questions, because you can also do this in a way where you think you're helping and actually be causing more harm than good. And so I just want to say that it's really important to make sure that we are doing due diligence, that we are really reflecting on ourselves and on our way of going about things. Um, Because what we need right now is people who are really, really going about things in in intelligent and well-thought-out ways, not who are just following... um, you know, one random person that they see online. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, definitely a great time to live. Uh, we are fortunate here in the U.S. and in some countries of, in the world, again, to be able to live our lifestyle, to pursue what we care for. But again, um, great point about doing your uh, due diligence and uh, research before we just kind of blindly follow trends. Uh, Well, anyways, this is the end of our conversation. Thank you so much for the conversation, Rob, um, and we'll be in touch. Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me on and I love you all very much and uh, go out there and do something good today. for joining us on another episode of Good Together. As always, you can get show notes and explore lots more content related to all things eco-friendly living by checking out brightly.eco/podcast. And don't forget to join in on the conversation that's happening on our Facebook group. Simply search Good Together Ethical Shopping and it'll come up. You can also leave us a question through voicemail. The link is on brightly.eco/podcast. If you're into social media, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, and all of the channels. Our username is brightly.eco. Finally, we want to leave you with a reminder. Every day is a chance for you to create change, and you're already covered for today since you joined us here on the podcast. Stay kind and live brightly.